to another episode of Crazy Random Cool. I'm your host, Tony, and this time I am joined by the one, the only, the amazing Sophia. How are you? Hey, I'm great. How about yourself? I'm doing well. It's crazy. It's 2023. I know. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. You know, the crazier thing is that we are mid-February 2023 because as everyone knows, I took a hiatus from my podcast and I was like, you know what? I'm going to start January 1 and I'm going to do a recap of 2022 because it was crazy. And, you know, I took this long break and did all these things. And here we are, February of 2023. But Tony, the thing about it is, I mean, and this really resonates with me and I think it might resonate with you. January is legit a test month. Like th- it doesn't really count. Like it is a test to get your feet in mud in the next year and figure out how you're going to move. So that's what I'm saying. (laughs) Okay. Thank you. Because that is exactly what I did. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And here we are. But actually, I think that's what this episode is going to be about. It's like making moves. And we're definitely making moves in 2023. I actually just moved a few weeks ago and I forgot what that was like. So Moving is more than just changing addresses. But before we get into that, how's the year progressing for you? Oh, this year. So last year was a ton of lessons, right? Like tons of lessons. I lost my father, my uncle Pat, like a month later, a lot, a lot of lessons. I do my best to not associate negative things with even things that are tough, like associate negative words with things that are tough. But last year was a lot. This year, I am off to a lesson-filled start, but lots of growth in my career. My children are going to be going to kindergarten this year, which is huge, and lots of relationship growth. So it's been good so far, and I'm going to you know, do my best to stay on that path. Girl, I feel like the relationship growth is always a thing, whether yeah. you're married, <laughs> single whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's either growth within yourself. Like you have to be growing within yourself to be in a good relationship at all times. And then that relationship, if you are in one, needs to be in a place of growth too. But that's another episode though, huh? That's like a three-part episode. Well, okay. So I just moved and, you know, I was thinking about it when I wanted to think of a topic for this episode. You know, it's kind of like, the direction that I'm going in, what I'm up to. A big part of that, you know, was moving. I always like to live in like a really sexy place and, you know, where I can learn things and just kind of, you know, gives me the flexibility to be able to travel and whatever. But this year I was like, okay, I got to move, but I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So it was very unplanned, very last minute, packing sucks. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, maybe I'm just tired of doing this. Maybe it's time for me to settle down, buy a house and like just plant my ass somewhere, you know? Right, right, right. What do you think? I think you got to do what is best for you. Like weighing the options of, okay, either having a place where you can just move all around and, you know, have that flexibility or like you said, plant your ass somewhere which one is going to be the best for you right now, this year in this situation, right? How did you weigh it out? How did you weigh it out, babes? No, you know what? I didn't. <laughs> okay. 
I, I didn't. I had a really good friend that bought a house and she's like, move in with me. And I was like, cool. You know, I was like, this is a new chapter. I'll try it. Okay. Well, that works. How are you liking it so far? I think it's cool. I like, this is really silly because I really like the lack of responsibility. You know what I mean? Like, we agreed that I was going to pay her like a flat rate. So I don't have to worry about bills. I don't have to be like, oh, it's, you know, it's time to pay. Yeah. I really like not having that responsibility. Is that sad? Oh, no. Uh-uh. No. Okay. So when we are adults, there's no going back to not adulting. It is okay to not want to have one of those responsibilities. Girl, no, that's not sad. That's just like a some people. Okay. I think that that's really being in touch with yourself and realizing like, okay, this is something that would be easier for me, even though it seems like that's just the status quo to have like the electric bill, this bill, that bill, because that's pretty standard as an adult. But if that can be taken off your plate and made easier for you, boo, yes, I have a full house here, whole house. <laughs> and I was just writing out my bills, girl. And it, they're all coming out at different times. No, if I could do that. Yes, please. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's just so much thinking, right? Like, not that I don't like thinking, but I'd rather think about the things I want to think about. You're always thinking about stuff. So don't, yeah, don't minimize it, right? You're always thinking about stuff and figuring things out. Like, if you can have something that is made a little bit easier for you and it works for you and your friend, do that. Have that flexibility. Yeah, for sure. All right. Jump around with me. So this is crazy. Like, I'm staying put for now. You know, I think about going back to New York all the time. Love New York so much. And I have a girlfriend that just like up and moved to Chicago. She was like, I need a change. She moved to Chicago. And I love Chicago. I don't know if I can handle the weather in the winter, but I love Chicago. But I was like, do I want to move to a new city and make friends all over again? Oh, I mean, that again, it's just like weighing it, right? Like you have a lot, like I met you in New York. That's where we connected and we're friends over how many years? So if you have friends in all of these different places, I don't think that it could be that tough. It's just somebody said that it might be a little bit harder as we get older to make friends. I think it also is dependent on how much you put yourself out there, right? Like COVID is definitely eased up a bit. So social things that you're interested in doing are more available. But that's a bigger step. Right now, like the only way that I would move is if it was like a beach house next to the water. And (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like, because that's the goal to be next to the water on the beach somewhere. And then I'll be able to come back to Michigan and visit my family whenever I need to. So yeah, you know, this is a twin mom here, like figuring out what's the best situation, right? Like, what is the best move? Do you have it in you to like be going out to all these different things? Because I know when we've been trying to connect, you be out. you like, I'm going to happy hour. I'm going to this. I'm going to that. So it seems like you have it in you and you're incredibly easy to be around and like a great person to know. So you could make friends easily. But here's the thing, right? Like, I think you get to a point and I've kind of learned this with my last move is you get to a point where you get tired of giving up your clout, right? Mm-hmm. Where you have to show up and you're like, hey, I'm super cool. Do you want to get to know me? You know, and it's like, yeah, yeah I've yeah. done some big things. I made some big moves. And it's like, you're proving yourself to these people all over again. And it's like, it's to a point where you're like, I don't need to do this. <laughs> I think you just answered your own question, boo. 
I think yeah. that's your old question for sure. Yeah, I think I'm kind of done with the big city moves. Yeah, but you can always visit. And if you have friends there, then that's always somebody to go and visit and, you know, extended stays, right? Like two weeks at a time or something like that. You know, facts. Yeah. Well, with you, though, yeah, you have boys starting school. So are you going to be able to like after like kids start school, I feel like you can't move. Oh, yeah. I mean, so I'm going to figure out this every single day. I'm figuring out my life. <laughs> so every single day, because I have a very interesting, this is a whole 17 podcast, but I have a very interesting relationship with their dad. So that is an ever-changing, interesting thing. So I am going to do my best to move to somewhere warm. Right now, we're going to figure out about like staying here probably within the next two or three years. You know, it's not anything that's going to be immediate. You said we. <laughs> oh, I always have to say we because I have two kids. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> always I'll say we, boo. <laughs> Let's talk about the actual process of moving. So there's a lot of things I discovered with this last move. One of them was that I have too much shit. <laughs> right. Like the one thing I really liked about living in New York is that you know, you live a more minimalist life because yep. the places are smaller and you just learn how not to need so much stuff. And I loved that, you know, and it's like the bigger the places, the more do you think you need. Right. Right. So that was a process. But also the actual just physical moving like after 35, it isn't as easy to entice people with pizza and beer to help you move. <laughs> So like, it's like, you've got to start like thinking about getting movers or like, I don't know, it just teaches you to kind of purge yep. when you move. And that's a process, you know, it's a process. It is letting go of things, opening up space for things, right? Like you're talking about moving. I'm not even moving. And I have like three garbage bags of clothes that are just sitting here and I'm trying to figure out where to give them. And I'm not even down in my closet. So yeah, it's, that's a whole thing. What about like the thoughts of doing spring, summer, winter purges instead of always, always waiting until we move, you know? Yeah. No, I totally believe in that. Yeah. Because I've never done that. But as I'm going through all my stuff, I'm like, I haven't worn these, this stuff in years. Why is it just in my closet? Somebody else could be using this, you know? And the whole idea of meeting and actually wanting that's a whole thing, right? Like the whole consumerism, all of this stuff. The idea of needing is way different than what we actually want, you know? Yeah. You know, the other thing is, is I really like to cook. And so like I buy cooking stuff the way some people buy shoes. Yeah. I probably have like four sets of plates and like do this or do that and a garlic press or and I just or seventeen, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I really like buying casserole dishes. Like, and I was just thinking when I was packing, I was like, "Do you like really like?" Oh, and I haven't really had a big event. Like, we actually no, I take that back. We really had our first. We entertained probably like five people a couple nights back, but I really haven't done much of that since the pandemic. So it's like, do I really need all this? Sh you know. Yeah. So that's a big piece of it, though, babe, like the pandemic, 
you know, everything was like, okay, we can't touch each other. We can't be around each other. We can't breathe the same air, right? So that was put on pause for a hot minute. If it's a passion of yours and you love doing it, set some dinner parties up, boo, if you really like it, you know, and see what you use and see what you don't use. That's what I would do because you don't want to do stuff if, you know, when you start like entertaining people like for real again, you're like, where's my freaking favorite garlic press? <laughs> Where is it? Oh, I gave it away because I didn't think I needed it. Right. Yeah. And they'll be buying it again. You know, I don't totally change the subject, but, you know, just in topic talking about the pandemic, literally, I was in a bar the other day and I asked for a straw. The woman like handed me a straw with her bear. And then I asked oh, for well, a line. Gross. And she, I mean, just gave it to me. Well, that's, just, I'm like, that has nothing to do okay. with that. Okay. Over, but it, I know. I'm like, most people like, well, handed me with a napkin or something. I was like, why'd you do that? <laughs> I would say, not that one, the one in the napkin, please. <laughs> yeah. Gonna boost my immune system or something. But, uh. Hope so. I hope so. How are you feeling? You feeling coffee? i'm just kidding (laughs) okay so let's get into it because i know that you're a homeowner and i am at that place in my life you know i actually own some land now and i don't know when i'm gonna build on it or what i'm gonna do with it but you know it's kind of like in the corner for when i'm ready to settle down you know yeah and how did you know it was time? Like, what made you buy? Oh, yeah, that's a great question. So I bought my house like five and a half years ago, right? And I was making a really good amount of money. What I thought was a really good amount of money was like 160. And I was just spending money. I had never had any and I'm still working on like finances and figuring out like, you know, how to even things out. But I was just spending money. Like as soon as the money would come in, I would be buying things that I thought I needed and just wanted, right? And my colleague was like, why don't you buy a house? I was like, that's a great idea. Like literally, (laughs) it just snapped and went off. And I have four other siblings and I'm the youngest girl. And I started looking for a house, right? And I can't wait for you to come and visit. I think my house is really beautiful. It has super high ceilings. It reminds me of like a loft. And as soon as I walked in, it reminded me of like New York, right? Like just this lofty, open concept place. And then I got renovated the whole thing. The idea is adulting, right? Like, and something that, you know, my parents did a great job with us. The financial side of like teaching us different things and things that would, you know, set the foundation financially, like owning a house, like one of the best ways to build wealth, right? Yeah, the best ways to we weren't really taught about that, right? It was discussed, but nobody really taught us about that. So I had to do a bit of of learning. And it's just so wild that my colleague was like, why don't you buy a house? And I'm like, that is a great idea. And then the light bulb went off. And I just it was no stopping me, you know, after that. That's legit. However, it sounds to anybody else. But when I think about it, I'm like, I'm so glad that they mentioned it because I was only thinking about I had bought a BMW, but I didn't have a house. (laughs) right like come on that's just wild so you know what everybody says that like i saw a tiktok about that how this guy was like oh you know people will have like a land rover and it's parked in front of their apartment and i'm like i don't see the problem because i don't want to own a house like i feel like i should own a house 
but I don't want to own a house. Like I just, I'm not ready to actually have to come back to it. People are like, oh, but you can sell it or you can rent it. All more work for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, none of that's appealing. I think I kind of see like homeownership the same way I see relationships is that one day there's going to be one that I just don't run from and that'll be the one. Okay. Well, there, listen, everybody is different with how they feel about things, right? I think, and I had, we can get into this later, but I had a very interesting experience with renting out my house when I was engaged, right? So, but it doesn't always have to be like that. And it's not something that is going to hold you down, especially if you sell it at the proper time and if you have the right tenants. I want to hear the story. Oh, the story. (laughs) (laughs) I like quiet walks on the beach. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) So I was engaged three years ago. And that's, God, there's so many podcast episodes just from this one. So I was engaged three years ago. It was a very quick engagement and I decided to move in with him. He lived in a condo. I live in a single family home, but his children were in school in the city that I was moving to. I knew I shouldn't have rented to these tenants. I had like a visceral like reaction, but I was being pressured by him to make money on my house because he wanted me to pay him rent. That's a whole other thing. He was Girl, it was, it's so much stuff. He asked me to pay his mortgage was, I think, $1,200. And he asked me to pay $1,500 in rent. What? Girl, it's crazy because he wanted to, got me this really big engagement ring. And he said, I'm going to use that money to pay off the engagement ring. And I was like, this guy is crazy. So I I, rent- well, I hope he was like super sexy. Please tell me he was uh-huh. super sexy. If he was Gers Vader, but that's about <laughs> That's about, that was it, right? Like, he was okay. I was definitely like, I had had such a bad relationship with my children's father. And I, I'm so glad I'm still open to love with all of the experiences that I've had. But he was not the person for me. Like, there was a lot of things. He was gaslighting. And I learned that word from him. Like, I'm like, this is absolutely gaslighting. But so he told me that about paying the engagement. So basically, he wanted me to pay off my engagement. And that was like, that was the start of the end of it, right? So the tenants that applied, I was like, I know I shouldn't rent it out to them. But he was like, well, we need to get this rented. He also wanted me to sell the house. Right. So there was. a Oh, lot. no. Yeah, girl. It was a lot. It was a lot. I'm like, my mom's. I knew I, sh- I wasn't going to sell the house. I was just going to rent it out. But I rented it to them. The credit was like, OK, it was like in the 670s, which when you're in that, there's still a chance of them not being good tenants in the 700s. It's a better, better chance of them paying the rents and all this stuff. So. After the fourth month, they started paying rent late and they had a two-year lease. And I asked to like come and inspect the house and the house smelled like weed. You know, in the lease, it said that there's it's a no smoking house. And then COVID hit. So they stopped paying rent and I couldn't evict them. It was oh, no. because of the COVID, COVID rules, right? She still had a job, all of these things, but she just wasn't paying rent. So I was in court back and forth with them. And this was this, you know, I got to pay my mortgage, all of these things. And I wasn't able to keep up with stuff. It was just it was a lot. It was very, very, very stressful. Towards the end of the lease, I got some of the monies. They still owe me like two or three months rent. But when I got back into the house, girl, there was over $40,000 worth of damage. There was a hole in the ceiling from a leak in the ceiling in the kitchen, from a leak that they never told me about from the bathroom upstairs. 
and holes in the walls. I had just gotten the carpet replaced like two and a half years before that. All of the carpet had to be replaced. The whole house needs to be painted. There's like, I don't even know how you do this. There's like oil on the wall in my master bedroom. And even though they painted the oil, like seeped through the wall and they gave me a false address. It was like to a FedEx place, but (laughs) wow. Yeah, I know. Super, super ridiculous. But one of their forwarding addresses came to the house. So I have that new address and I drove by and I saw that it was their Jeep there. So when I'm able to get them served again, that's what I'm going to do. But, you know, I'm hopeful, but there's only so much emotionally that I can like give to things. And that is an incredibly exhausting situation. So I'm going to just give myself time to figure out when I'm going to actually pursue that because you know, they still owe me like three months in rent. And then I paid a good amount of money to have my home, you know, repaired and up to move in condition. But right now, I'm just going to take it easy because there's a lot of stuff going on. And I, like I said, emotionally, I cannot not dig in. I don't feel like digging into that because they are, it's a, like a suck. What is that? A succulus or something? Like what are those <laughs> things? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like what are those things that just drains the energy? Don't you feel like owning a home, Tony? After the summer? <laughs> Let me tell you, like, I have to tell you my cousin's story with her house. Like, she kind of had the same issue, right? But, like, apparently these people were making, like, $20,000 a month or something on her house. They were renting it out to people that, I don't know, had issues or whatever. I don't know the whole story. But to maximize their money, they decided to add a bedroom to her house without asking her and not like with a real contractor and permitted or anything. They just added a bedroom. And then they did all kinds of crazy stuff too. She had a bunch of damage too. But one of the things that actually helped her is there was somebody that was living next door to her that was flipping the house and he couldn't sell it because one of the people living next door was a sex offender. Oh my gosh. Oh my and so even though they were making like, I don't know, $20,000 a month housing these people, they wouldn't pay their rent. But the guy that was flipping his house ended up helping her hire an attorney and they were able to get rid of them because they didn't disclose that they had a sex offender in the house. Wow. I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot. Well, I'm glad it worked out for her. It's just some people... So, okay, they were making that much money, but what was their credit score, right? <laughs> credit score, probably like 550. It doesn't matter. You cannot like turn a hoe into a housewife, right? I, because girl, that, that's what those people were. They were hoeing that house and they were, you cannot fix those people to make them realize this is the proper thing to do. Pay your bills because it's so ingrained in them to be shady, you know? Yeah, that's the thing, right? Like, I mean, it's obvious that I don't like to stay put. So when people tell me, oh, just go ahead and buy something, you can always rent it out. I'm like, I don't want that in my life. I just, I don't. And, you know, everyone makes it seem like buying a house is the only investment in the world you can make. There's other investments. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's other ways that I make money. So I'm just not interested in that. Yeah. And then I'm not hating on anybody that does, you know, because, you know, they probably aren't like moving around like crazy like I am. And people that want to stay put that actually are buying the house for themselves, I can see that, right? Like if I was married and I had somebody to help me fix stuff, if it broke or whatever, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I don't need that in my life. 
So <laughs> listen, listen, everybody has what they want and what they'd like to have in their life. And if, if it's not what you want, then don't do it. Even with all the stuff that happened with my house, when it was done, it felt so good to be back home, you know? And I mean, this was like the cherry on top for me when the boys, because we were living, we had nice apartments, right? We were living in a condo that caught on fire. Then we had to move to a (gasps) girl. Yeah, it caught on fire. There was a crazy fire. And then we moved to an apartment which had a pool, which was nice, but it wasn't our home, right? So when I brought them to this house, they said, this is ours, right? I said, absolutely. And then they had a dentist appointment the next day. And Sage was like, I don't ever want to leave here. (laughs) Oh, stuff like that. That makes it worth it for me. (laughs) Yeah. Like, so I definitely think when you have children, having a home and something that kids can consider like their own is important. So I get that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's different reasons, you know, like people can stay put. Like, I don't know. I guess I'm chasing something. I don't know what it is, but I need a different house every year and a half. I'm going to figure it out, boo. You're going to figure it out. Find it. Yeah. All right. Well, this is so crazy. I just, you know, it's the beginning of 2023. We're going to do this podcast. And I'm just wondering, like, where are we going to be a year from now? I guess that's the process, like figuring out what the future holds, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Why don't? Oh, I have an idea. Why don't? Like we vision board it, but about like three things, because three is my favorite number, three things that you'd like to have in like in a year and being super intentional about getting those things and seeing if they've been achieved in a year. I like that. And then we can revisit it next year. Yep. One hundred percent. (laughs) Okay. All right. So you get your vision board together. I'll get my vision board together and then we will have a podcast and announce what they are. Okay, okay, that's right. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna wrap, but thank you, Sophia, so much for joining me on another episode of Crazy Random Cool. And we're out. Bye.